Match day live extra for Molyneux. The final game of 2023 saw Wolves beaten by one goal to nil by Manchester United. Marcus Rashford dropped to the substitutes bench, came off it to give his side all three points. He had a goal disallowed as well. Raul Jimenez forced David De Gea into an excellent save in stoppage time as Wolves went in search of an equaliser. They played well in the first period. It got more difficult in the second as United rang the changes and began to take more control of the match. In the end, Wolves will be frustrated that they didn't get something from this game. I'm Mikey Burrows. Alongside me was the Wolves Hall of Famer Andy Thompson, the former Wolves midfielder Jack Price. Tomo, frustration a little bit of hope maybe in the way that Wolves went about it. Look, so we, I think there's a lot of promising things that you've seen in the the way that Wolves have played throughout the game, um, especially in that first half. I thought that we, if not matched them, so like probably got a little bit of an edge in the, in that first half. But I think that they'll be disappointed by um, with the the way that they conceded the goal. So look, it's, he's made the changes. I know he's changed the formation. He's, he's changed the formation for that reason to make us more compact and make it more difficult for uh, United to get around them or get get a chance at goal. But it's poor defending. So, look, poor Rashford, for one, coming in on his stronger right foot where he should be showing him down the line on his weaker side. Um, then getting caught with the 1-2. Um, and then all of a sudden, like, Rashford's in on goal. And too much time and space in there. And somebody of his quality is going to punish you. And that's what he did. He just punished you, took his goal, got that second one as well which we're fortunate that was ruled uh, for handball. But, again, I think Wolves will be disappointed in, in the way they conceded it. And, again, they'll be they'll have a little bit of hope with the way that they played and performed against Man United. It came, Jack Price, after a period when Wolves had changed the setup and the tactics and, and gone with the extra defender. And they'll feel like they should have had enough defenders to have stopped that opportunity. But... In, with the benefit of hindsight, and hindsight is always a wonderful thing in football, did that just cede a little bit too much of the momentum to Manchester United? Possibly, yeah, because you know, it happens a lot, doesn't it? You see when you, you change to a back three there or a back five, and sometimes maybe you just drop a bit too deep and instead of probably going after, after United like they did in the first half. But they were probably under a little bit of pressure even before they, they rang the changes today. United sort of, you know, they upped it. They brought on Rashford, who I thought was, was a big one for them. And, but yeah, like I say, I thought first half they... They were on the front foot. I thought they got after Man United and I thought maybe second half they just sat back a little bit too deep at times. But maybe, you know, like you change to a five and for whatever reason it does happen sometimes you do. And But the ball wasn't sticking, was it, up top? They didn't have anyone that could just be the outlet. Maybe they missed Costa a little bit. Maybe he could have could have helped there and obviously gone off at half time. But yeah, I thought Traore for the first five minutes, second half looked like he was going to cause the left back problems and then they just never got the ball to him. They just couldn't keep the ball long, for long enough period, sorry, and... Obviously, they give it a go the last five minutes there, but it wasn't enough. But, yeah, against a good size like this, you just can't allow them that much possession, probably. It's the gamble, isn't it, Tomo? They, as Jack Price says, they took off Diego Costa at half-time to get Adama Traore on. But you both said in commentary that in that first five, ten minutes of the second half, he put in crosses that would have been absolute food and drink yeah. to Diego Costa. And, and it's simply trying to get the right balance of attacking players on the field. Well, I'm surprised that he hasn't uh, put on uh, the change for Jimenez uh, making the change in there for a like for like with a Costa um, because the times when you're bringing on a winger who's going to get the ball into there you need a centre forward in there and, and you saw that uh, Wang isn't the best in the air because when the ball was going up for that first 10-15 minutes he was jumping but like getting nowhere near it not able to put any pressure on their back line and it made it a little bit comfortable for them you look at that 
Shaw's, I think Shaw's one man of the match. It just shows you everything about him, about the way that they played. That I think he got it a little bit easy for him with the way that when they took Costa off, at least Costa kept them busy, kept them uh, on the back foot. But once they made that change, put Wang in there, if you're going to start hitting balls up to him, he's not the man for you to be doing it. So I was surprised, OK, about Jimenez not coming on. Not surprised about Traore having that change, but I think that if you bring in Traore on, Jimenez, Jimenez has got to be brought on in that central position for me. Because you both said, Jack, that, I mean, you can kind of understand that to keep playing on. I say they, they went to that little tweak that he did in a, a game, in the warm-up games, I think against Empoli, where you kind of had a diamond midfield with Daniel Pedence more central and then a front two. And you've then got Wang and Traore as, as willing runners. But they didn't quite play that long ball enough, maybe, that, that would have got them out of trouble. Yeah, we were saying it in the first half, even they did well in the first half, but I felt they could have still gone more direct. And I feel like maybe because, like you say, Hoang's not the one, but when him has come on, I think they, they need to hit him more. They hit Traore a couple of times. But I feel like when they went to their diamond, I feel like they did that because they were getting overrun in the midfield, weren't they? They didn't have enough possession and maybe just wanted more bodies in there and, and try and get a foot on the ball. But like I say, I felt like at times they just had to go a bit direct. You say with Shaw being man of the match there, it was too comfortable for him in the second half. He didn't, he didn't really have to break a sweat, did he? He didn't have to do too much. Whereas, like you say, Costa was... You know, at least hustling, bustling, and making him be on his toes a little bit more. But yeah, maybe a little bit more direct at times today would have would have suited Wolves and put them under a bit of pressure. But just not enough possession in the second half. Talk to me, both of you, about that element of long ball because it's been something I know Steve Davis talked about. That the, one of his complaints was that the players were were so drilled into playing it back and playing it short and and playing their way out. And clearly, we got two centre halves who we saw today can run with the ball yeah. and can beat people, but. It, we're not talking about aimless long balls no, no. and just whacking it up. It's about playing it it's into an area, right? It's a pass. It's a pass. It's not just a, a boot through, uh, putting your foot through the ball. It's it's about putting it into an area what's going to be effective for you to be attacking. attacking. Uh, and I just think that sometimes you've got to do it a little bit earlier. So we got caught and uh, got away with it a little bit in that first half through overplaying. Now, if you're passing the ball, there's got to be a purpose behind why you're passing it rather than you just passing it for the sake of passing. And, and I think that in that first half, OK, we're passing it nice and we got away with it a couple of times, but there was three or four times we got caught with the ball and all of a sudden Man United was at our back line. Sometimes you've got to be looking to go forward with that bit of quality up to the striker. As I talked uh, talked about, if you're changing the striker Wang, uh, Wang in that second half, the quality's got to be a different kind of ball up to him. But we didn't do it. But in that first half, we had opportunities where our full-backs were pushing on and there was opportunities for us to get behind Man United. OK, when we get into that top area, it's about uh, decision-making, about the quality of ball, type of ball that you're going to do. But for me, I just think that sometimes we just overplay for the sake of our, uh, overplaying uh, and instead of going forward. Because we've, we've, we've both said to each other, there's a time where the fullbacks have got it out here and we're looking sideways or we're looking back and you've got a striker up here or a wide man where you can play the ball. That should be your first option going forward. If you can't go forward, then sideways and then backwards. That should be. It shouldn't be the option sideways, backwards, and going forward as the selection. It's not right. You should be looking forward on every possibility. Let's talk about some of the positives in terms of the midfielders. Jack Price, a position you know incredibly well. We've talked a lot in the game about Mateus Nunes and getting the best out of him. And did we see today the real talent that is in there? For sure, there was glimpses, you know, Tomo mentioned there was times where he'd, he'd drive with the ball and you could tell he's, he's comfortable, he, it's effortless. He, he almost looks like he's not even in, in breaking stride just to, to 
go past Casemiro and Eriksen. Like you said, they're not the fastest, but he's done that in glimpses in many games, doesn't he, since he's been here. So a real talent. Obviously, it helps being next to Matinho and Neves. They've got that experience, and the, they probably give him the license maybe to, to roam a little bit more forward. But I like him a little bit deeper, like you said, where he can pick the ball up and drive. I feel like if he was a bit higher, I feel like he's wasted back towards the goal. So, But no, I, I like the look of him. I also like the look of the left-back. I thought he looked great. Uh, Breno, it was times, like we said, in the first half. Maybe he needs to know his next option first before he receives the ball so he can just open up and, and play it forward. But no, that Mateus, I, I like him. And the midfield they've got is... It's, it's, it's the best midfield they probably had. It, I'd it's, say it's a funny. Well, it's a funny thing, isn't it? In terms of where we've suddenly found ourselves in the league, in terms of Ruben Neves again today played some utterly delicious passes that few people and you know how hard it is. And you were an excellent passer of the ball, and alongside a player like Kevin McDonald, who always seemed to like seem like he had more time on the ball. Kevin McDonald, like when you're in that white hot heat of of the battle in that midfield area, to be able to see the passes that he does is just utter genius, isn't it? That was about to say that then, Mike. It's it's okay doing it. It's it's seeing it, I think, because it's so like chaotic in the midfield. You like right back or centre half. They usually you can see everything in front of them. There's times where you don't know what's, but you've got to check your shoulder and know what's around you. But you know he's magnificent. I remember when I first came, the six months I was here with him, and he was hitting passes like that in training. You just think what a talent he is as well, and. You know, thankfully, Wolves have kept hold of him, and they're going to need to keep hold of him if, if they want to, you know, obviously survive this season. And but no, he he he's magnificent. He just he sees everything. He scans the whole pitch. He can hit a diag. He, he obviously hits that sidewinder through there to Aitnori towards the end. And but again, he makes it look easy. It's very rare that you see him give the ball away. Very rare. And that's you know, it's not easy in the in a chaotic midfield. Um, are we seeing a blueprint emerging, Tomo, as to how? Julian Lopetegui sees this. The second game in a row we've seen Martinho a lot more advanced than the other midfield too. Now whether he stays in that role or whether they look to bring someone in or, or switch it around and they have Bubakar Traore fit who offers something very different. You wouldn't say a natural number 10 but more legs maybe yeah, in energy. Yeah, bit more legs, yeah. And obviously there is Mateus Cunha to come in essentially against Aston Villa in the next game. He will be available his loans from Atletico Madrid. So what are we seeing in terms of what Lopetegui wants? Well, you can see that he wants to play with those three in there, like a diamond in the midfield um, straight away. It looks like that's what he wants with the back four. Um, and he's and he's, try, he's trying to get his players on the ball. He, he, you could see the frustration when you're watching him on the touchline about getting the ball forward a little bit sooner. And you could see him there where he's, he's waving his arms and pointing where he should be doing it. And again, it's like you can see that he, he wants to go uh, forward a little bit quicker at times, but again, it's that confidence element. You're looking at the players on there, they still don't know or that confidence coming back to them. Now, they know what the manager wants and they know they're going to get the backing from the manager if they're playing that way that he wants, but they've got to get it into the head that they've got to look forward a little bit earlier, which I touched on a little bit earlier on, that your first uh, instance is that you're looking forward, okay? That should be your first reaction when you're looking forward. And then your sides, then you're back. And I think that at the moment, Salah he's just trying to get that into them where they're being positive and looking forward because there was times where the options are on there, the run was going and we were just neglecting it and going, no, we're not passing that because they didn't want to put it at risk. Now, that's when you've got to start the gamble. It's worth the gamble because if you're going to lose it, it's going to be up there and it's going to be in the, the top third of your, uh, your pitch. And at the minute, we're getting ourselves caught a little bit with it. 
But you can see what the manager wants. He wants his teams to be well organised. I think probably that change going with the back five in that when he brought on the another centre half probably unsettled him a little bit because we had those three in there which was able to protect the back line but also as well try and get that ball in that middle third. Once he's brought them off, you saw Rashford standing out here on his own. Po possibly that wouldn't have been the case if we had that flat back four and kept the diamond. But because he changed it, all of a sudden he's got a one-on-one -on -one situation, which we didn't, again, we didn't defend really well. Yeah. And, and he had a load of space to run at, into the box. And once he's in the box, it's fair game for him, isn't it? And it's a danger for Wolves. Football's a funny thing, isn't it? Sometimes you get such praise for the changes you make on Boxing Day in the very next game those changes don't quite come off in the same manner and you end up losing the match um, overall though Jack Price ha having seen what you've seen today are you hopeful are you positive and and I guess the key thing which will still come into it and it's been an issue for a long time is how do they start scoring goals because without it we're going to end up in this situation an awful lot more I think that is probably the only problem that you'd be worried about as a Wolves fan, really, is the goals, isn't it, and where it's going to come from, because Costa's come in, obviously, to score goals, and Jimenez has almost looked like sometimes he doesn't really want to be out there, so it's, it, it, it is tough, uh, but I am hopeful. I thought the first half, I thought they got into some great areas again, but didn't really test the hair enough, and I think ultimately like, it is going to come down to can they score enough goals, but I think there's, there's a lot worse teams out there. The squad they have here, compared to some of the, the other teams below them, and even above them, it's 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 scary really to think what this club can get to again because the last two or three years, you know, they had an identity and they played well and they were attacking and that's what you want to see again, don't you? You want to see that attacking, that attacking threat and that flair. And I thought first half you saw glimpses of that of the old team where they would be at teams and they'd be nicking the ball in good spots and going at them and you know going fast and counter. Uh, but I'm hopeful. I I think obviously United are a very good team as well, so you've got to look out. There's going to be more games coming down the line where there's going to be teams around them that they're going to need to pick points from. But the only thing I would be worried about was is where the goals are going to come from. And hopefully, one will fly in and then, then you know, they've, they'll you know, they'll come like buses and then they one comes, two come. And it's just, you know, it's one of them, hopefully. Yeah, I just think that we've got to ha have that little bit more uh, care and quality in that top third. You, what, you've seen it again today. We've had a few times that we've got into good positions, either wide areas or centrally in the 18-yard box. And our final pass, our final decision-making has let us down. And it's, and that's ha what's happened all season for us. It's that decision-making in that top third where it's crucial. If you get it wrong, you lose possession. And, and we saw it time and time again today where we kept losing possession of the ball because the quality... You look at the break where we got there, Eight Nuri going through there. We got uh, He's got an opportunity. I think it was Anthony backtracking and followed him. If he, if he makes the right decision, he's taking Anthony out of the, the game. Great pass by Nevers, don't get me wrong. But I just think that that's the problem that we've got at the minute is that decision-making in the crucial areas is laying us down and we've got to, somehow, we've got to do, get on top of it because it's a crucial area for us to score. So here's my question. Aston Villa, the devilment of Derby Day, do you throw Mateus Cunha straight in? I mean, in theory, he's been here for the best part of two weeks now. Yeah, he has, So yeah. he's had a chance to acclimatise, to train with his team, to understand what they want and watch a couple of games, crucially. Or do you, I mean, what do you do? Well, well, what you got to lose? Yeah, so chuck him in. Chuck, chuck him, him in. straight what in. What you got to lose? So, look, no he's, he's going to be buzzing, is he? He's going to be buzzing to play and to get into the team. And if you bought somebody in for the amount of money, what you paid for him, why not?
It's going to be fascinating. Uh, Jack Price, thank you very much indeed for being with us and best of luck back out in the US of A. Yeah, always good to see you, Jack. How's it? Doing Thanks, well? Fellas. Yeah, appreciate it. Hopefully Pleasure it's warmed up by the time you get back there. Oh, I don't know. Minus 27 last week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm a stay here. <laughs> no, thank the, you very much, lads. Another year at, at Colorado Rapids. What's the aim back there? Hopefully have a better season than we did last year, you know, individually and as a team. I had a few injuries last year, so hopefully I'll be, be out on the grass a little bit more this year. But, uh, yeah, so just see how it goes. Another year out there and, you know, it'll be my sixth season now. And the aim is obviously to win an MLS Cup. And That's win gone a quick, isn't it? Six years. That's wow. I know. It's, we were talking about the FA Cup run before, and that feels like 20 years ago, really, though, doesn't it? But, uh, yeah, hopefully just a, a season where I have, a, you know, full fitness and health and, Hopefully win a trophy and a medal, but yeah, that'd be obviously the last of my worries at the moment. I want to just be out there and you know, 100% fit. So it makes me feel old. I remember, I remember when he didn't have a beard. Oh yeah, that was like what 10 years ago now. <laughs> I was going to say, say was, yeah. which you got a beard, but that was him. He was, <laughs> he was med up. He was med up. That's what he's been doing, mate, for all this time. He, he looked like Alex Bruce's twin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. That's not a nice compliment, <laughs> is it? <laughs> he's a good-looking fella. No, I'll take it. Pricey, thank you very much for being with us, mate. Great to see you as ever. Andy Thompson, thank you very much as well. Not to be for Wolves' final game of 2022, a year that's probably seen more lows than highs. Hopefully, 2023 will be our year.